While I was incredibly excited to do those promos, and by the way, okay. just the Astley one from Rampage got run, but there's more coming. So we're going to get more of those during the uh, the preseason there. I, I knew that the reaction from Mace was going to be exactly that. So it's, it's kind of a two for two. We got to be on the big board, and Mason didn't like it, so it's a double win. Uh, I said this earlier. They're going to get their love. You know they're going to get their love at SoFi Stadium. How many games this year? you got 17 plus the preseason games. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little... Mix and mash there, but it is nice. Let's just say this, you know, opening uh, opening up SoFi there. First time fans are there, and yeah, see Travis and Slee. Not yeah. bad. Well, Not a bad and, setup. And on there. the outside, and Travis and Kirk pre half and post. That don't you see? You left it out again. The only person that gives me my love for pre half and post is Key. The rest of you guys are holding out on me. I'm going to need you to do better. Come on, shake yourself. You were just saying that the post game show that you did on uh, on Sunday or on all Saturday, 19 hours of it. Exactly. You were going. <laughs> I didn't miss a minute of it. The moment the game ended, I tuned in right away. Yeah, well, you might not have missed it, but I did. I, 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 it was kind of one of those. The second it was done, it was done. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Before we get to the Lakers, we need to take a phone call here because there is breaking news that I did not know was even a possibility. Let's go to Fullerton and Joe. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, so, uh, yeah, I was just checking. I know you say you like the double cheeseburgers, the Big Mac. Have you put the Big Mac sauce on the double cheeseburgers? I didn't know that such a thing was even possible. You can do that? They'll do that for you? It's, we call it the Mini Mac. That's what uh, yeah, me and my buddies refer to that one. That sounds amazing. How did you stumble upon such a, a, a wonderful concoction? Well, in high school, you know, you got to get you know, balling on a budget, so Big Macs are like five bucks. Double cheeseburgers are like a buck or two. Like, I think you got to pay like 25 cents for that sauce, and you got yourself a little, little mini Mac. Joe, Joe let me I tell you, you something. Can, Joe, can like, I, hold like, it real quick. I just yeah. want to, uh, Joe, real quick before we let you go, can we be best friends? <laughs> yeah. Come down to Borkin, man, Travis. Let's <laughs> hang out, go golfing. D- done. I will bring, what did you call them, mini Macs? I'm going to bring a bag of mini Macs, and you and I are going to go play some golf. We need to do that. So here's the thing, and this is what I was going to tell Joe. Um, there's certain times where, I don't know, I think like we have a really good topic and, you know, you should be passionate about it. And, uh-huh. you know, maybe we're talking about the Dodgers still four back and mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of figuring out the closer situation. Maybe Bellinger is kind of starting to turn the corner. Nice maybe the Lakers night, are going to play the Brooklyn Nets. And you have a certain facial expression that it's like, okay, yeah, Travis into the topic. And then Joe from Fullerton calls in about – this Big Mac sauce on the McDouble, Mini and your Mac, facial expression, respect. your fish, your facial expression is like somebody just told you. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but we don't get those type of facial expressions <laughs> unless it's something around food. Well, Come on, me, man. Let me let me put it as simply as I can. And you know what you that, usually do? Usually shame people when they do something that you don't like, like catch no, up on I a do. hot dog. In this like one, this. you were, hey, let's go golfing. Let's hang yeah. out. Well, Joe and I are best friends, so that, that we, we've already established that. The reason that I respond to that, the way, it's much more important to me, much more important than being able – see, my, my, my oldest son will put lettuce on his, um, his McDoubles, which I – it's like, why, why are you doing that? This is McDonald's. The whole point is you go through, you get your food, you're down the road, it takes about eight seconds. That's the, the wonderful part about McDonald's. It's hot, it's salty, it's all those things that you expect from McDonald's. It's good. I didn't know we could customize our McDonald's things. This is, this is breaking news for me. I, I couldn't be more excited. Well, I, I I will just say this: um, you have found a way to uh, you found a way to go at some people when it comes to food, and I've never uh-huh. seen you embrace somebody as if uh, he's your best friend. So, anyways, well, good to know. I may good have another know. one. Let's go to Ventura this time. <laughs> Let's check in with John. John, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, John? How you doing, Travis? Hey, I just want to let you know I'm in there with you in a coast of having your dad buy the filet of fish. My dad <laughs> buys the filet of fish. And I think the reason why he buys it, because he only has like three or four teeth left. 
and he can he can suck right through one of those. <laughs> Well, let me just say, my dad has all his teeth. I, I, that's, I don't think that's why he buys them that way. He just enjoys a fillet of fish. I think that's it. A, a nice to know that if you do have a little dental issue along the way, that no, that was that was a go to. That was go to during Lent. It really was Fridays. Yeah, you're like okay, well, let's do a, throw a little fish action in there. They I used to, they used to do a two for two dollars in Santa Barbara when I was a, a student there. Not that I remember anything about that, but sure, it was different days of the week. Like McDonald, like the quarter pounders would be on a Wednesday. You know, cheeseburger would be on a on a on a Tuesday but Fridays was always two fillet of fish for 2 bucks I remember that so maybe I'm I'm not a catholic but maybe that's why that is it's a it's a lent deal I'm I don't know why people in lent on, on Fridays don't just do cheese pizza I feel like that's even just that the just the best option when you're trying to do a meal without meat just go cheese pizza don't go fillet of fish there are so much better things in the world that aren't meat than fillet of fish Listen this is the only the stock prices for uh, McDonald's, they're depending on that Friday push for Lent. That's that's what they're depending on here. Yeah, you that's when you start seeing out. commercials for Flay of Fish. You see them right. like on March Madness. You're like, oh, wait, that's what we do at Lent. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Lakers in them getting ready to open up the season against the Warriors. We know that they're going to play the Nets on Christmas Day. There was a yep. piece on Bleacher Report talking about the best threesomes in the NBA, right? The three-headed monsters that all these teams are putting together. And I guess not surprisingly, the Nets have the top one with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I would have bet that the team that came in second was going to be the Lakers for nothing other than star power. LeBron, yeah. Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. They had them at third. They had them in the third spot. The Bucks with Giannis Middleton and Drew Holiday came in at second. Were you surprised to see that, Al? Yeah, no, no question about it. And by the way, if you went out there, and I can't do it on my Twitter because I got too many Laker fans on there, but if, if you went out and asked 100 NBA fans, right, all markets, it doesn't matter what it is, if you asked them – uh, this same question, and if if they said Nets are number one, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You make that argument. Nobody's going to really argue that. By the way, there might be some that put the Lakers at number one, but I think that's going to be your one, too. The fact that the Bucks came in, too, tells me a couple of things. Number one, they just won a championship, and you're writing off this, well, they just won a championship. Yeah, Why wouldn't you point. put them there? Right. It's it's If there's ever a time to do it, now's the time to do it. The second reason why I think they put Lakers number three Trev, look, this happens often in you know these media outlets. What's going to stir up the conversation? What can you make a case for, but also it's the Los Angeles Lakers and you're putting them at number three. The, the NBA is, you know, they're coming out and they're doing a Christmas game, which is arguably the most important regular season game. They're not putting the Lakers and the Bucks. They're not putting the Nets and the Bucks. They're putting the Lakers and the Nets. And, and, I, and I'm not... I know part of this is just from a marketing perspective, but and market right, just L.A., L.A., sure, and New York, sure. But I think at the end of the day, ultimately, if you ask a hundred NBA fans, which trio do you want—the Bucks trio or the Lakers trio—for one season, just this one upcoming year, I think you're going to find. I, I believe you'll find it lopsided. Let's put it yeah. that way. Can, can, I, this is going to sound like sour grapes, and maybe it is, and I don't care. We need to start to give the truth. We need to start to explain and illuminate just how fortunate the Suns and the Bucks were. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the Bucks won a championship, and it is 100% legitimate. They should be proud of it. Giannis has his championship to go with all his MVPs. Giannis is loved across the universe, and he should be all those things. Both of those teams, Al, got so fortunate to get where they were. Everything that needed to break right for them did. Going back to the Brooklyn series where only KD was really available. Mm -hmm. Going to the Atlanta series where Trey Young rolled his ankle and really wasn't the same guy for the second half of that series as he was in the first half of the series when that was kind of a series that was deadlocked in there. The Suns, the exact same thing. We need to look at this with track record, not with what was the most recent thing in front of our faces. Yeah, the Bucks won, and that three-headed monster, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, it's really good. You are out of your damn mind if you think that threesome is a more impressive threesome than LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. And that's coming from somebody that doesn't think Russell Westbrook's a great fit here. But it's you'd have to be blind or stupid or both to think that those three guys are better than the Lakers three guys. So I got a question for you. Why do you think so much has been made about the injuries? And Because we've done this, right? This entire past season, it was Phoenix-Milwaukee, but Milwaukee won the championship, but 
Lakers are out in the first round because you know we we've done this a lot this this playoffs. How come how come you don't how come you don't hear more of that for Toronto winning their championship or um, the Golden State Warriors beating Cleveland when both Kyrie and Kevin Love were out? Does it feel like we talk about it more right now than we have these past other finals? The the Kyrie Cleveland one when the Warriors beat them I think I have an explanation for that is because even with them I think we know that the Warriors were the better team so the the right team won before the, K, the, before KD got there right right no I understand mm-hmm. I understand but I still it still feels to me like the Warriors were the better team in that situation and they would have won even if those guys were there I think that's why we don't treat it like we were whether or not I'm right who knows we'll mm-hmm. never know but I think that's why. The Toronto one's a little more interesting. I think part of it is is because they had Kawhi and he was playing at a super high. Kyle Lowry was really good. Van Vliet was really good. It didn't feel fluky, even though you saw KD go down. You saw Clay go down. It, it, there was a whole bunch, and it was one round of that. It wasn't every round. The Suns caught a break in literally every mm-hmm. single round. I think that's part of it. And we know. Look, sports fans are more sophisticated now than they've ever been. We're, we have access to data. We have access to every game. If I don't care where you live. If you love the Oklahoma City Thunder, you can consume as much information about them as you want. You know. You know. So when something comes up that isn't right, where you know that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns were not the two best teams in the league last year. They were the two healthiest teams at the most important part of the season. It's easy to kind of say, yeah, but I think that's what it was. Nobody thinks that Milwaukee was better than Brooklyn. They were just healthier than Brooklyn. They and put, they don't have to apologize for it, but that's the truth. They put um, Philadelphia and Bede Simmons, Tobias Harris at number four, which is, I, I think, a joke. You're trying to trade one of your guys and Tobias. Um, you know, that, that's not a player that can, you put can I Can I just stop you right there? Yeah. yeah. Imagine if one of the Lakers – imagine if Anthony Davis just said, uh, hey, listen, in the playoffs, I'm never going to shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to shoot. You don't have to guard me. I will never – ever ever shoot the ball Steph. Would, would they be where they, i mean it's the, having them in the, any of this is the, one of the guys won't shoot the ball steph clay and draymond at number five okay jimmy butler bam Adebayo, kyle lowry at number six pretty good the, the one the the cp3 booker and eight and all the way down at number eight that one but by the way, as much as we hype somebody up too much, like they did the Bucks, I don't think they give the Suns enough credit for what they did as well. Booker and CP3 for sure, and Aiton was really good right yeah. up until Giannis started to hand it to him. That's well, that's which, when it got which, turned around. Which you know, here's the reality: uh, Aiton had a really good NBA uh, playoff run. Uh, Giannis was so dominant in that uh, in that NBA Finals. Just kind of is what it is. But uh, anyways, a- as you as you look at this, I find this you know kind of fascinating, and I and I, I kind of pay attention to where some of these the big three rankings, and you put Lakers at number three. I, I also almost kind of think Trav, it's all good for the Lakers. Like I I think it's good that they get. LeBron put up a, a a message on Instagram over the weekend when he was working out with Russell Westbrook, like. Uh, hey, Russ, this isn't going to work, you know, kind of making fun of what everybody's been saying. I think all this is good ammo for the Lakers. I really do. And, and I know not everybody's going to be crazy about the Russell Westbrook to the Lakers as as uh, optimistic as I am. But I think ultimately for the Lakers, man, they got some good chips on their shoulders, and this is just kind of adds another piece to it. No, the, the Lakers are going to be good. The, the question is whether they're going to be good enough to win a championship. That's the bar that they're competing against. They're going to be good. The pieces will be better than they were a year ago, like we talked about a second ago. But what they're saying in the middle of the summer, what they're saying at the beginning of the year, what they're saying in November, December does not matter nearly as much to me as what it looks like by the time we get to maybe President's Day or something like that. That's where it feels like, okay, this is kind of going to be what you're going to be when you get into the postseason. Don't forget, we are throwing an exclusive fantasy football draft party, and we want to invite you and nine of your closest friends. It's all happening on Friday, August 27th at Hollywood Park Casino. It's going to be hosted by Key, Cap, and myself. You can call right now, 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776, and caller number 10 will win entry to the draft party with nine of their friends. We'll be broadcasting the show live from 4 to 7, Hollywood Park Casino. Draft party is going to start at 7, and everyone attending is going to receive food, drinks, swag bags, and a chance to win some tickets to the Rams and the Bears at SoFi Stadium. you got a chance to win a Hisense 55-inch 4K ULED TV and more. Thanks to our friends at Hollywood Park Casino. Elevate your game. 
coming up in 15 minutes. The AP has their first college football poll of the season out. USC is ranked in it. Was it high enough? Was it too high? That doesn't mean that Clay Helton doesn't have lots of things to worry about. But up next, we're going to talk about Dean Spanos and the Chargers and what he had to say about his growing traction in L.A. Delusion or genius? That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So when I started my vacation, um, remember I took that Friday off before the weekend? Oh, no, no. We remember. So... I get, we we played golf that day. Called in okay. from the golf course later that night. We went out to dinner. We took a couple. Of, we took an Uber to get there and an Uber to get back. The I got the first Uber comes. It's a Prius. Okay, the two guys I'm with. One of them is my size, big guy. Yep. The other guy is smaller than the two of us, but not a small guy. What are you? What are you? Five nine one seventy. Yep, exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so Prius pulls up. And I open the front door like I'm doing my move, right? I'm, I'm going to get in the front seat. The other guy goes, no, 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 not, not in the front. All three of you guys in the back. I'm oh. like, there's, there's, there's no chance all three of us are getting in the back seat. Guess what happened? All, all three, three of us ended up in the back, back seat. seat. Yeah, so go to the end seat. of the night. Different uh-huh. car shows up. Same car, though. It's a different Prius, but the same model of car. We all start to pile in the back thinking this is some sort of weird Bay Area Uber rule. And the woman goes, if one of you guys wants to sit in the front, that's fine by me. So I guess it's I guess it's up to the driver, Slee. I, I should should probably ask before I go for my move, but I'm still just going to try to muscle my way in there. So here's the thing. Pre-COVID, out of respect, you should have asked. When we're in the middle of COVID, you definitely got to ask. Well, I mean, no, it's almost equivalent I was closer you... to the guy sitting uh-huh. directly behind oh, him yeah, than I was middle, sitting breathing, a, a breathing towards his direction rather <laughs> right. than breathing towards – the uh the 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 window. Anyway, Uber drivers, consider yourself uh, warned. I'm still getting into the front seat. Uh, it's yeah, do your it's, thing. It's Trav, listen, listen, do you, bro? Last I checked, it's your app. <laughs> That's right. Four, I, I, I'm I'm a 4.9 too, so I'm doing something right. I'm a generous tipper along the way. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together, so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or one eight hundred progressive the chargers are here al and and i want you to kind of weigh in on this as Mm -hmm. somebody that is a san diegan by birth as somebody that you know grew up down there and knows what the chargers mean to that community dean spano says that this was the right move that this is they this is what they expected that they were going to come to los angeles they did not expect a red carpet to be rolled out that they didn't think that people were going to be you know super enthusiastic but it's a slow build it's a process that he 100 percent would do again do you buy that and as a san diego charge and i did that on purpose this time as a san diego charger fan what do you make of that uh, I think it's disingenuous. I think um, I, I don't I don't believe it because if you felt like you were going to be the laughing stock of a league, if you felt like there was going to be so much attention that goes to your franchise and none of it is positive, if you felt like any time anybody talks about the Chargers, the question up here in L.A. is more, yeah, why are they here or they're just so irrelevant or whatever the case is, um, if if you genuinely felt like, yup, that's the vision that I, I thought was going to um, – that's the picture that I felt like, which, by the way, I don't think should be a surprise to anybody, it kind of sounds a little – it sounds a little delusional to me. Um, I, listen, I, I you're right. I, I Maybe my perception isn't the best on this because growing up in San Diego, I know how much the Chargers meant to San Diego, California. And coming up to here to L.A. and being up here now for close to 12 years, I also have seen the Chargers in L.A. and I see how irrelevant they are in this market. So, listen, you can be a small fish in a big pond. You can be a big fish in a small pond. That's up to the Chargers. They own the team. Um, it's up to Dean Spanos. But 
I don't know how you can look at what you've accomplished so far in L.A. and be proud of it. I don't know how you could look at – we were joking around yesterday. We were talking about this. We are saying that do you think Spanos Venmo Stan Kroenke at the <laughs> beginning of every month because he's got to pay rent, right? You know, we're, we're joking around about it, but – Hey, Dean, Dean, let's go. It's, it's 9 o'clock. Where is it? Chargers are Hit a joke. Me. Listen, Chargers are a joke in L.A. And, Trav, if, hypothetically if, if everywhere I walked around – People in L.A. were very protective about the Chargers, and they were saying, no, 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 this is our team in Los Angeles. No, 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 we want these guys here. It'd be a different story. I would tell you that they went to a market that has embraced them. They not only have not embraced them, they don't talk about them. There's other teams in this market in their sport that they're much more passionate about. That's including the Raiders. That's including the Rams. That could include also other teams just because of transplants Cowboys, or whatever the case is. Steelers, Chiefs, Eagles, take your pick. And when I read this story in The Athletic and I hear some of what he's saying and they're talking about how great ticket sales is and all this and all that, here's the reality of it, and everybody knows this. You're not selling tickets because it's the Los Angeles Chargers. You're selling it because it's SoFi Stadium. You're selling it because there's going to be a lot of opposing teams that are going to come in. So um, what do I think of the article? What do I think of Dean Spanos, you know, finally voicing his opinion up here in Los Angeles? I don't buy any of it, and I don't buy that, you know, what they're building or what they're looking to uh, build up here in Los Angeles will come to fruition. Yeah, the only thing I would take issue with, Slee, is that when you said, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke, I don't think it is. I don't think – Anger, hate is not the opposite of love and interest. Indifference is. And the Chargers are not loathed here. The Chargers are not looked at as interlopers. They're not looked at as, why are you guys here? They're not, you know, nobody wanted. It's, it's not even that. It's, oh, you guys are here? Oh, oh all right. It, it's, it, it's one of those things. Like it's, can I tell you part of my bad guy personality? Something sure. that I really like to do that's just a really terrible thing, but I like it because it's it's just something stupid. Mm-hmm. I love to pretend I don't know people that I've known before. It's one of my favorite things because it's incredibly dismissive, mm-hmm. right? It's, oh, hey, good to see you. Oh, nice to meet you. No, no, we – oh, have we? Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. The, the, and that's the Chargers. The Chargers have that – you're here? You know? No. Really? Oh. Where do you guys play? No, so far, really? Oh, okay. Hmm. Chav, how, how many enjoy teams? the rest of your day? That they're not looked at as bad guys. They're they're not looked at, and that's the worst part of all. If you are looked at as somebody that's here without a, a welcome mat, that's that's something. That's kind of the Clippers, kind of to a weird degree. Sure. The Clippers sure. have been able to develop a fan base. Now it's not the Lakers; it never will be. The Angels have a fan base. It's not the Dodgers; it never will be. But they have their people. They have their people that are passionate about what they do. And, and do the Chargers teams. have that in L.A.? No. That's the point. And that, that's the point that I'm making. The point is, is that how many teams are there in the NFL? There's 32 teams. The NFL is the most popular sport in the States. You're going to tell me that one of the teams in the NFL, and I'm not saying that, you know, you can look and say, well, how about Jacksonville? How about this? Well, they're their own territory, right? Like, mm-hmm. wherever they are, that's the only squad. So whether you like it or not, whether, whether that team is performing or they're not, people are going to root for that team. People don't care about the Chargers here. They don't care about them. So it, it's not – the Clippers thing, you think I they think, can never get? You think they can never make the the tide turn? Amy Trask was quoted in this piece in the Athletic saying that yeah. she thinks they are making some inroads. That she sees some growth in some beach communities along the way, and that they're I mean, starting to get yep. a little bit of traction yep. in their charity work mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and that's mm-hmm. fine and dandy, but I haven't seen it. I live in a quasi beach community. I haven't seen, and I, I'm, you know, I'm as close to San Diego as I am to, to downtown LA. So if you would think there would be some leftover Charger fans, it might be down here. I haven't seen it. Okay, let me ask you this question. You're asking if the Chargers can make some inroads in L.A. The Clippers have been here for how many years? Forty. Since 1984, yeah. they've been here in, in Los 40. Angeles. Okay. How many times do you hear the conversation come up about the Clippers and say, why don't they move to Seattle? Why doesn't Bomber <laughs> take them into another market? They've been here for almost 40 years. 40 years, you're still having that conversation about the Clippers? I, I mean, Trav, that, if that's not a – if that's not an example, and the one thing I'll give the Clippers, they're at least more hated amongst Laker fans, right? Well, you know like, what part? You know what? You know why part of that is, and, and it's, I think that that's changed in the last ten years. Let's it has because for the, the yep. first thirty years, the, the Clippers were literally they were a joke. Mm-hmm. 
They they were a joke for their performance in all the sports. Yep, and they were a joke because of Donald Sterling. They were looked at as just the most laughable enterprise in all of pro sports. Then they got good. Okay, that I'm not a Clipper fan, but I'm, they've been for ten years. Clippers have been pretty good. They've been in the mix. Now, have they been great? No, but they've been good. They had a ten year window that was a lot better than the Lakers' ten year window. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think people are looking like, eh, I don't like those guys. Eh, those guys, they think they've accomplished something. They think that they matter. That's part of the reason that the Chargers haven't resonated at all. They haven't been very good. They don't have a ton of star power. Maybe Justin Herbert will turn into something like that. Who knows? Time will tell. But it's not even a, they're not a threat to anybody. The Raiders are the AFC team here in town, right? If you said the most popular AFC team in Los Angeles is who? It's the Raiders, and it's not even close. The Raiders and the Chargers aren't competing for the same thing because neither one of them are any good. There's so no, they're I, not a threat to anybody. But, but I, I don't know how much that – remember, 2018, Chargers went 12-4. and four. Remember, they won a playoff game, too. They beat uh, – was it Baltimore, I think, in the playoffs? Yeah, they turned Lamar Jackson inside out. But then they okay. were quick out in the next round. They were they lousy were quick, again right quick away. Out, quick out in the next round. I get it. I understand all that. I don't know – how it changes. You know, one of the things that I think I had mentioned this, I, I'm not the only person, a lot of people have mentioned it. One of the mistakes Spanos made, if he was going to move to Los Angeles, leave the Charger gear in San Diego, leave the colors over there, create your own franchise here in Los Angeles. That's what you should have done. You should have taken, you should have bred something in LA. So some, Like the Ravens did when they left Cleveland? So people have something to relate to in Los Angeles. They don't have anything to relate with when, when it comes to the Chargers. So, listen, we could sit here. I, I, I read the article, got a chance to read it. At the end of the day, I'll, I'll say it again. And, you know, I, I just don't think there is a fan. You're a perfect example. You say, I just don't think people care. Tell me why how that's going to change when you have all these different pro teams. You have all these different transplants here. I don't see it changing. You need to get good and be good for a long time. So there's an eight-year-old kid out there right now who's just kind of discovering the NFL. Hey, I like football. Hey, do we have a team here? Hey, who's the good team? Oh, hey, the Chargers, they're in the Super Bowl. The Chargers, they're playing for the AFC Championship. Oh, okay, I'll check that out. And then be good again the next year and keep their attention. you got to hope that the Rams aren't very good at some point so you can get some lion's share of the eyeballs. And that. It's just it's, it's Clippers such have a been here process. for almost 40 years years and they were in the western conference finals and you and i were scratching to make them a topic and the reality is they weren't that much of a topic 40 years i love it that's crazy (laughs) hey you guys gonna move to seattle um we've lived here for 40 years yeah i know but uh are you gonna go to seattle are you gonna are you gonna go to anaheim Hey, you guys you guys, a new uh, building down in England. Will you guys right? be called the Sonics, or are you guys going to keep your – honestly, that's that conversation still goes on today. I wonder if this is a part of it too, because when we were talking about the Clippers, it kind of made me think of it. Not having your own space, I think, hurts a great deal. Mm-hmm. That if the Clippers build that new building down in Inglewood, I think that will help them at least begin yeah. to establish. Because yeah. think about what they've had since they've yeah, come Yeah, and here. Spanos is not Steve Ballmer. So let's, no. let's put that out there because Steve no. Ballmer will go write an open check and, and go buy whatever. He's got a dispute with whoever owns the Great Western Forum. Sounds good. I'll just buy it. <laughs> How about I just buy it? How does that sound? Spanos is Spanos is moving money from his account to pay Kroenke at the end of the month to, to, to pay rent. That's the difference. The Clippers' two homes in L.A. have been the most decrepit arena ever to have existed in the L.A. sports arena, which was just god-awful. And then there are tenants at Staples Center. I mean, that's, it's just such a bad look. It's just you don't even have your own place. You've got to cover up the other guy's pictures on the wall so you can go and live your own life in the house. You're, you're not even a renter. You're like a squatter. It's, it's, it's a totally different deal along the way. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, the Dodgers, they need to keep applying that pressure to the Giants. And here, by the way, I got a number for you on the Dodgers. It's in the number five, and I'll explain why that number five is just absolutely bananas. That's coming up in a little bit. But next, how hot is Clay Hilton's seat before they played a first game in the 2021 college football season? That's next on Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Guests like the guy that called me and told me you can put Big Mac sauce on McDoubles, who's my new best friend in Fullerton. Like that. You can make that call, Slee. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You get way too excited about some of these, uh, some of this food stuff. There was, uh, there was some. I, f- I forgot to do it too. She had sent. I think it's the. Uh, what's the big um, in Texas? The annual. The state fair. The state fair. All right, state fair in Texas, and it was like ranking the top foods. And she sent it to me last week. I'm like, I, I can't do this without Travis. What, what do you want me to do? Well, you can start by putting Big Mac sauce on your McDoubles. It's a mini Mac. You know, I'm, I'm preoccupied. You're going on vacation, and you've checked out. I've checked out because I need Mini Max on my plate here as fast as possible. You know, sorry, some Emily. Other, sorry, you know some other people who probably would like some Big Macs is people who probably are going to go watch Superbad. So Superbad is having its 13-year anniversary today, um, which is crazy to think that it's even that old. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a little quiz, a little uh, pop quiz on a two truths and a lie. Okay, Maybe. what do you got? Have you guys played two truths and a lie before, too? Yep. Yeah, so you just find out what, what's the lie here. So, okay. my first one is, Seth Rogen and his writing partner wrote the movie when they were in college. They found out, like, they wanted to write about their high school experience, but they kind of tried to push it off until college to start writing it. Okay, So, that's right. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superbad was both Emma Stone and Dave Franco's first movies. And the end credit party scene was filmed in Brentwood on the same block where O.J. Simpson once lived. So two of those things are true, and one of them is false. Exactly. I'm going to say the false, or we need to pick the true one, right? Yes, try, try I'm to find. Say well, the, true, the true one is they wrote the movie in college. Seth, Seth Rogen and his I pal agree with that wrote one. that in college. I'm going to say that one's true. I'm going to say that one's true. I thought she was going to say they wrote it while they were uh, intoxicated with some kind well, of substance. Oh, well, like, that's okay, implied. Well, that, that, one, yeah, that one we know. That one we know. I'm with you that that one is true. I'm, I'm with you on that. That one's true. Okay. What else do you think is true? Okay. So the second one was. Wait, there's only one. I thought there was two, there's, two lies. There's two true. Two, two truths okay. and one lie. <laughs> the last one. I, I, I'm almost positive I've seen Emma Stone in something prior to that. It's not the Emma Stone one. It's the other one. Okay. What about you, Alan? Do you agree that it's not Emma say, Stone's first movie? I'm going to say the false one is the second one with Emma Stone. Okay. That's, I'm going to say that's the false one. All right. Funch, do you have a guess either? Uh, I'll say the Emma Stone one. I think that's a lie. I think I've, I've like uh, Travis, I've seen her before in something else or even Dave Franco. Alrighty, so you guys all got it wrong. It, it, they actually wrote uh, Superbad in high school. So him and his partner wrote it in high school, and uh, they produced it later on. And it was Emma Stone and Dave Franco's first movie. We were kind of tricked right there. I think I we were say, just kind of tricked. That's, that's it's got to be. It's got to be a half truth, you know. Nah, but it's a slight lie. I, I feel like I was. Uh, I feel like I was bamboozled, Trev. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get that from Emily. <laughs> sold What's a bag. Of, sold a bag of goods there. Well, that, that, that's two yeah, truths that's and a lie. That's what I got. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's two truths and a lie. That's all you got, Trev. That's all you I, got. You thought you had uh, something else coming. I feel like I, maybe it's just because Emma Stone's been in every movie since then that I feel yep. like I saw her before then. Maybe that's the way that it goes. All right, USC number 15 in the first AP poll to come out, um, Al. It, it's hard to evaluate anybody on what we saw last year other than Alabama just being better than everyone else, especially the Pac-12 schools who played. I, th- I think they played a game and a half. I think they played six total quarters of football. Yep. Um, but it's really interesting to me that here we are at the start of the 2021 season. USC USC should never, ever, ever, ever be ranked outside of the top ten. I would argue maybe they should never be ranked outside of the top five. Here they are at number 15. How is Clay Helton still here? How, how have we gotten here when the grand total of successful seasons included Sam Darnold putting that team on his back and going and winning a Rose Bowl, and everything else has been a disappointment? I feel like we've been having the same conversation about Clay Helton for how many years now? Five, just just think about that for a second. I mean, how many times have you felt like Clay Helton's on the hot seat? You feel like that's that's been a conversation every single year. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the AP coming out with this, you know, the the polls and the rankings, even that I haven't even paid. There have been so many storylines outside of college football. 
that I forgot about college football. We were just talking about for a quick second yesterday about the conferences and mm-hmm. um, potentially more conferences looking to kind of team up after Texas and Oklahoma leaves. Uh, we were talking about before athletes starting to get paid, and that was you know obviously a big conversation. Yeah, I forgot football's coming. So to answer your question about Clay Helton, um, he's been on the hot seat for a long time. Is it is it safe to say that this one is <laughs> this one is real? That if things don't go SC's way, if SC's not actually truly competing in that top ten, have some big wins, don't win the Pac-12, then maybe this is uh, th- this is a real one that you can probably imagine would be Clay Helms last year. That, that he's still here is a miracle. Because look, let's let's just call it what it is. Here here's why he's here. The reason he got the job in the first place is not because he was a hot assistant up and coming from somewhere else or he had taken a mid-tier program and turned them into a massive success and he deserved an opportunity at a bigger program, at a bigger school, at a bigger conference. The reason he was put into the job is because Steve Sarkeesian couldn't control himself. Sure. That, that, that he got in trouble with alcohol and, and who knows what else and embarrassed himself and embarrassed the program in the process. We know that that fundraiser where he showed up and didn't go yep. well. There were reports of him showing up to practice and all these other things. And SC basically said, look, we need an adult in the room. We need somebody that is a good person, Clay Helton checks the box, that can talk to the media effectively, Clay Helton checks the box, who will sing the USC song effectively, Clay Helton checks the box. Clay Helton's a good guy. Okay, He'd be a great guy to have as a buddy. He'd be a great guy to have as a next-door neighbor. He's a good guy. So they, and they needed that. They needed to kind of wash away the Sarkeesian thing, and they did. But as far as the winning goes, he first of all, the Sam Darnold season where they won the, the Rose Bowl probably could have been even something a little different had they used him from the start of the season because I was doing USC pregame shows at, the, at this point. Sure. Were you there doing wasn't, half two or no? I uh, didn't know. Just pregame. No half, Look, no post. This is, why, this is why I don't give respect at the half. You're not even – how are you just doing pre and you're not doing the half? <laughs> Yet now you want the credit for half. There wasn't a single SC person coming into that season that thought that Sam Darnold wasn't the best quarterback. Mm -hmm. He was. Mm -hmm. But the other guy whose name I've already forgotten was, well, he's been here. It's his turn. Who gives a damn? You think Nick Saban is letting somebody have a turn? You think that Nick Saban is going to let somebody, well, you know, he's been really – he's on time to practice every day. Let's give him the offense. Hell no. He's going to play the best player. They didn't do that. When they finally put the best player in, they went on a run and looked really good. Then the rest of the college, the Pac-12 caught up to him, and the second year Sam Darnold wasn't as good as the first. And since then, they've been mediocre at best. What are we waiting for? Trav, can I – What are we waiting know, for? You know what's interesting these last couple of years, and I know last season because of COVID, it's a different story. We were just talking about the Chargers' relevance in the market. I mean, just another good example, USC, right? When USC is – things are flowing, that place is rocking. Coliseum is as good as it gets. It's as the closest thing to professional football that we had until professional football came back. And if it's not rocking and the team's not good and they're not relevant, what does the Coliseum look like? It's a much different vibe and a much different story. Same, obviously, with the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Expectations are different for UCLA and USC. Man, you got some competition in this market. You know, and I only go back for a quick second there because you're mentioning Clay Helton and you're talking about what the expectations should be. You shouldn't be having a conversation with USC out of the top 10. And then here we are. We, we spent last segment talking about the Chargers. You, if you're playing great football and you have a really good team and you have a star, there's no guarantee that, that LA is going to come out and watch you. Uh, USC is a different story. Obviously, they can take off in a, in a second. But I, I just the more you kind of go into what your expectations are for SC, what your expectation is for Clay Helton, there's another – team, franchise, organization, university that is uh, is grabbing attention from a football front. The worst thing that happened to USC last year was not getting to play Alabama because Alabama would have beat them by 50 mm-hmm. and we would have been done with this. Alabama would have gone out there and just stomped them into the mud and it would have been, okay, this is embarrassing. We can't, you know, not only can we not beat them, we can't even hang and it didn't happen and you bought another year and now you're going to spend another year trying to convince yourself that, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, it is. It needs to be cleaned up and that's how you get it done. All right, the Dodgers need to keep it rolling. They need to start picking off some of those games and I got that number five for you for the Dodgers that's going to blow your mind. That's coming up next, plus the dump. This is Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. So if you turn on any Major League Baseball game, Slee, okay. what is the thing that coaches and broadcasters and media members and everyone else is saying, what's the most important thing in Major League Baseball? Uh, most important thing, pitching and defense. There you go. Pitching and defense, and in particular, starting pitching. I want to throw the number five at you because here are five guys that the Dodgers do not have pitching in their starting rotation. Clayton Kershaw is not in the starting rotation right now. Trevor Bauer is not in the starting rotation right now. Mm -hmm. Dustin May is not in the starting rotation right now. Julio Urias is not in the starting rotation right now. Tony Gonsolin is not in the starting rotation right now. That's five guys. That's an entire starting staff, okay? Kershaw, MVP and Cy Young Award winner. Bauer, Cy Young Award winner. Dustin May might have the best stuff in Major League Baseball. Mm. Urias was lights out in the World Series last year. 13 wins already this year, yep. And Tony Gonsolin would probably be a number three guy on just about every staff in baseball. All five of them are gone. All five of those Dodger pitchers are not pitching for the team right now, and they still have the second-best record in Major League Baseball. So every, I need you to remind me of this stuff. Every yeah. time I get down the day they're four games back, hey, another game went off the counter yesterday. We still haven't made up any ground. These are the moments when you say, yeah, Trav, I get it, but Cody Bellinger's batting a buck 50. Corey Seager missed half the year. Mookie Betts has missed a great deal of time. And they've had an entire all-star starting rotation on the rack for, at different points during the season. I need you to remind me of those things. Well, here's the thing. You know, around Major League Baseball, nobody cares whether you're healthy or you're not. It's nope. unfortunate, right? But teams are going to take advantage. Teams can do nothing about it. They're going to try and take advantage where they can. And you brought up something I, I thought was interesting earlier, that there's two ways to look at this Dodgers four games back. You could look at it from the Dodgers' perspective and say, okay, you know what, we can't control what the Giants are doing. Let's just keep going out there and playing good baseball. And they're playing good baseball. So let's, you know, let, let's, for by no stretch of the imagination, um, are we trying to make an angle here that the Dodgers aren't playing good baseball, even with all the injuries. Then look at it from the Giants' perspective. They're not only playing the best – um, baseball in, in in the majors right now, but they're a shock. They're a surprise. Everybody thought it would be Dodgers and the Padres would be 1-2 in the division. That hasn't been the case. And here we are, um, you know, past the midway point in August, and the Giants still have the best uh, record in baseball. But they got to be kind of looking back and saying, are they still right there? Yeah. I mean, what, what do we have to do to shake these guys? What do you have to time? do to create some space? Look, if, if – I'm going to put on something that I would hate to do. I'm going to put on a Giants hat right now. Okay, okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to look at this through some giant and the disgusting orange color that they use tinted lenses. And I'm going to think, going to last night's game, okay, we beat the Mets. We're feeling pretty good about that. Mets are in a little bit of a funk right now, but the Mets are not a bad team. And we beat them, and we feel pretty good about it. And the Dodgers, they're throwing another bullpen. Dodgers have been going two bullpen games out of five for the last month or so. Mm -hmm. They're bringing in a kid, a guy, kid named Andre Jackson, never pitched in the major leagues before, making his major league debut. We have a really good chance to separate some games. Oh, look down now. Look, the Padres, or I should say the Pirates, they have a lead. It's one to nothing. Maybe the Dodgers are going to kick one against a bad team. Nope. Dodgers get a home run from Billy McKinney, not from Cody Bellinger. Not from Justin Turner or Trey Turner or Albert Pujols or, or, or any of these guys. They get a home run from Billy McKinney, who's on his third team this year. And then Muncie pops one in the eighth to win the game. If I'm wearing that gross orange color the Giants use, I'm thinking, man, are we really going to have to play 900 baseball to hold these guys off? It's starting to feel that way. And I know that that doesn't feel great as a Dodger fan to say, hey, we're four games back and we love where we are. Do you hear what I just said? Five guys that would start on any other team have either missed the entire season or the majority of it or parts of it, and they're four games back with about 40 games left to play, 43 well, games left to play. You know, and here's the reality, too, with what they have, just with what they have. Put aside um, all the great names that you talked about not being there. Put aside that Mookie, obviously, still being bothered uh, with that hip flexor. Put, that to, put, put those kind of to the side for a quick second. 
they still have put themselves in a position where they could still win the division. The pressure is still on on the San Francisco Giants. Trav, I, I, I know that you said something right there about Dodger fans uh, probably don't feel great to be saying, well, we're just four games back because that's not a small amount, and we are coming you know, close to the just a month and a half left in the season, a handful of games. But with that all being said, um, they can still catch the Giants. I, I think you believe that. I think I believe that. And we'll see how the rest, you know, this this all shapes up. Worst case scenario, if you're in a wild card game and you know about a week left to go in the season that you're going to be in that position, you're going to set up properly with a Bueller and Scherzer ready to go. You, you put all your, you know, all your guns into that one game. I, I think the chances of the Dodgers not getting a true real series, a real set against a team come postseason, very unlikely. The Dodgers are still favored to win the division. As weird as that is, down four games with 43 games to go, they're still favored to win the division. That tells you what everybody thinks of that roster. Clayton Kershaw played catch last night. Hopefully he's on his way back. So cross your fingers that the Giants go bad and cross your fingers that the Dodgers continue to play well. Right now, it is time for the dump. All right. This was inevitable, and this why this was a stupid idea from the very beginning. Tim Tebow, who couldn't play quarterback in the NFL 10 years ago, has been cut by the Jaguars because he can't play tight end either. Good riddance, Tim Tebow. Uh, listen, all I could say is, uh, McVay, if you're listening, what an opportunity. <laughs> what an opportunity. To the front of office Tebow of the Rams. Rams jerseys. <laughs> Tebow. I mean, you want to talk about – play that one one more time, Funches. Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. What more do I need to say? I, do sucks? I really have to sit here and make a pitch? Rams fans know it. Get Tebow out here. <laughs> oh, what a mess. What a mess. Are we done? Are we done now? That We're done with pretending he could play quarterback in the NFL. We're, we're, stop, Bunch. You're killing me. We're done with pretending that he could be a Major League Baseball player. Are we done now pretending he could be a tight end? Is he going to come back as a punter next? No. Like, what's, give him what's a the next shot phase? in the summer league. Summer league going on right now. Give him a shot. <laughs> give him a shot. All right, back Small to forward. Major... <laughs> back to me. Don't say that out loud. Somebody's going to go, hey, you know what? We can bring him in here. All right. The Cincinnati Reds, Slee. Yeah. are only a game and a half behind the Padres. We've spent so much time talking about the Dodgers and Padres potentially being a wild-card matchup. The Dodgers may have to deal with Joey Votto and the Reds in a one-game winner-take-all situation. You ready for that? I'm assuming you'd prefer you'd prefer the Reds over the Padres. One-game playoff? I don't think it makes much difference in a one-game playoff. I really, truly don't. I, I mean, you could throw the Marlins in there, and I wouldn't feel good about it. I feel good about it because the Dodgers are the better team. Whoever they play, the Dodgers are going to be better than their opponent, but it really doesn't matter. We're talking about one day. Some guy that you've never heard of, that I've never heard of, hits a two-run home run, and you win the game 2-1. to one. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not out of the realm. of The Dodgers beat the P Pirates are terrible. It's close game one, last night. <laughs> two to one, and they needed a late eighth inning home right. run to win. The Pirates stink, and that's what they needed. So I don't know if I feel any better about it. I just know if it is, as somebody that loves baseball, I want to see Fernando Tatis in the postseason, and it's looking more and more well, like that may not happen. You mentioned when you were talking about the five for the Dodgers, all the pitchers that aren't going, and you mentioned you asked the question, what's the most important thing in baseball? I would tell you to say pitching. Padres don't be pitching. Darvish is back on the IL, and he struggled the entire month of July. Blake Snell has been – whatever Blake Snell that the Dodgers remember uh, last season, yeah, that's not the same Blake Snell. It's so, not. You're 100% right, but if that – if I told you – need one hey, game. Right. Yeah, you're right. I, told, I, I dude, get it. Blake Snell threw a three-hitter last night and be like, yeah, okay. It's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. All right. Speaking of Dodgers that haven't pitched, Cole Hamels is on the 60-day DL now for the Dodgers. I know. The Dodgers paid him $1 million, and he didn't throw a single major league pitch for that team. Mm -hmm. That guy's got the greatest agent in the world, a million dollars for literally just showing up. Eh, how's it feel? Not very good. Okay, see you later. That's what he did. If I was Dennis Schroeder right now, I would go <laughs> immediately, immediately and call Cole Hamill's agent and say, hey, I'm just saying, next season I might be available, free agent. Let's, let's talk. Good on you, Cole Hamels. I'm very, very jealous. Um, did you watch the corn game? The Yankees and the White Sox play that baseball game in the corn. It's pretty cool, huh? Of course I did. 
course yeah. I did. It, it was uh, was it the highest rated so far in the regular season? It had I think to they have were been, saying. I would okay. imagine. Yep, highest yeah. rated in 16 years. Yeah, highest it, rated in 16 years. It it looked cool. They got a really good no, it game. Was. They Absolutely. Got, they had two teams that are, are having the White Sox are having a great year. The Yankees are playing much much better sure. along the way, and it was cool. It was kind of you know throwback to the Field of Dreams movie from the 80s. Feels pretty yep. good. Okay, so with that in mind. There's going to be a new Field of Dreams series that's going to run on Peacock. How are you feeling that? Um, a serialized version of Field of Dreams where guys just keep coming out of the corn. There's Babe Ruth. There's to be Ted honest Williams, with you, no, I don't, I don't really care for it. I don't really care for it. And it might, be because, come, it might be because your salesmanship on this, I, I could tell you're not into it, so then I'm not into it. Well, you didn't sell I'm not, me on it. I'm not. Here, here's how I'm going to try to sell you on it. Okay. Because people people will come, right? Yeah, I know. They came last week, too. That, <laughs> the, 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 the suspense right? of people walking out of the corn kind of goes away when it happens over and over again. Here's the good news. Yeah. Do you like The Office? Of course. Do you like Parks and Rec? Yes. Do you like The Good Place? I haven't Ted seen Danson The Good Place. Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. Okay. Okay. It's funny. If you like those other two shows, you would like that show. It's a very okay. funny show. They're all run by the same guy, Mike Schur. He's going to do the, this show as well. He's going to do Field of Dreams. So I don't know if it goes comedy. I don't know if it goes a little sentimental. Because those shows all have some sentimental moments along I'm the way. I'm going to wait for you and for Emily and for Funches to give it a shot. And if you guys <laughs> think that it's worth it, then I'll come in. I was going to wait for you, Al. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Me I'm and Trav will have a watch party. There yeah, it is. Well, Emily, I'm going to need your Peacock password because I don't really like People things, will but, come, uh, Ray. We'll figure it out. Send me a... Uh, Send me a Peacock password, and we'll go from there. All right. I'm going to do something that I know is not going to go over well. You ready, Al? Sure. People need to lighten up on the food at SoFi. There, people are posting pictures of their gross slices of $15 pizza yep. and hot dogs that look yep. like it was left in the sun for 12 uh-huh. years. Yep. Didn't, it's the first time they've ever had people in there. Can we at least give them a game to get this no. stuff ironed? I get it. You paid $15 no, you for your pizza. But get, let, let, give one little dry run, please. No, I'll tell you why. Because they didn't find out on Friday that they had a game on Saturday, okay? This wasn't a pop-up shop, and they're like, oh, wait, what's going on? You need to set up by tomorrow? This isn't a, you know, they've known about this game. They know, okay. and a lot, of these, a lot of these that run the concessions run concessions also for, you know, other arena, yep. stadiums, everything else. Sure, sure. This ain't their first rodeo. I no, get SoFi is a little right. different. Okay? You're right. I get it's the first time SoFi has been open in front of fans, but again, it's not like somebody called, you know, whoever runs SoFi and says, hey, just FYI, we got to squeeze in a Chargers-Rams game this Saturday, and it's Thursday. All right. I'm going to try one more time. Have you ever hosted a party? Yes. Okay. And, and, and you have, when you threw the party, was there one or two things? Oh, man, forgot that, right? It's inevitable. I wish, I wish I would have had a little more ice. Wish yep. I would have had a few more white claws. Yep. It's something, something you would just forget. You know, I'd like to do it again. Now imagine that party had sixty-five thousand people at it. You think you might miss a thing or two? I get what you're saying. I get it. It's not like they sprung Here's it the on them in the last minute. But my party, on. I'm not charging you eighteen dollars for a beer that's in a cooler, <laughs> and I'm also not charging you fifteen bucks for a slice of pizza. Bad if I was. People would have a much different reaction. Instead, they're coming. They know everything is free and everything tastes better because it was free. Patrick Beverly got traded again. Why does nobody want Patrick Beverly? He went from the Clippers to Memphis. He's now in Minnesota in the space of about five minutes. Why is Patrick Beverly? You think he showed up to the Memphis uh, training facility and they're like, "Hey, sorry, man, sorry to do this, but you got to go to Minnesota now." His bag was already out front. Like, no, we're good. (laughs) COVID, COVID rules. Just take this. Go to Minnesota. We're done here. How do people find the pods, Lee? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. The full two hours every uh, Monday through Friday, every morning, eight fifty-five to. 11 a.m. All right. Enjoy your time off. I'll be calling you tomorrow at 945 to make sure no matter where you are that we're doing an Ask Sleeve (laughs) remotely, internationally, wherever you might be, we're going to track you down. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.